Hi, welcome back to the Two Dudes Talking Motorcycles podcast. My name is Minch. I am recovered. And I am Gleb, and I am no longer by myself, and I feel so much better. <laughs> yeah, uh, that was a rough sickness, so. Yeah, dude, you sounded horrible. Yeah, I don't think anyone wanted to listen to this. No, so. <laughs> no. So I tackled the last one myself, if you guys uh, are interested in me talking about my fall oh not fall drop drop i didn't get hurt oh, you the made bike. an episode by yourself you know what? i'll just look it's all you i'll leave okay <laughs> no, no. keeping all the zero dollars of revenue <laughs> speaking of revenue uh buy us a coffee at tdt motorcycle <laughs> at buy us a co- buy buy me a coffee.com slash tdt motorcycles to help out the podcast and uh yeah we're back and we actually just realized that it's been uh pretty much a year since we had our first episode yeah by the time you guys will be seeing this it's going to be in that weekend like that five day range when we first recorded our first episode yeah. so, so thank you all for listening and uh following and emailing us which is pretty dope we love seeing your emails come through yeah and yeah it's been a lot of I, fun Oh, sorry. I mean, oh. I was just gonna say, like, I was um, like, I've been having a lot of fun this year with it. You know, it's been it's been really awesome. But I think the coolest thing on top of the stuff that we've learned is just yeah, people talking to yeah. us and like giving us advice. And I absolutely love it. We love seeing your emails come through mm-hmm. and just seeing what you have to say, sharing your motorcycle stories, uh, what bikes you have, and things like that. So keep those coming, uh, and feel free to email them at. Uh, TDT Motorcycles <laughs> at gmail.com. And also follow us on social media. The podcast channel is at TDT Motorcycles on Instagram and Threads. Uh, I am at Glub Lapham on Instagram. Uh, I'm Meach to the Beach on Instagram. And then, we, like I said, we do have our, what we've mentioned before, we have our TDT Motorcycles Instagram page as well. Yep. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. So follow us on there. Send us messages. DM us. Uh, Give us shit. I don't know. Yeah, we have. <laughs> Call well, I mean, <laughs> we do have. We do have like a lineup of a few cool things that we hope to do this year, this next year, so that we're going into. So yeah, yeah. So we're gonna, yeah, and tell your friends about the podcast. So, um, but let's uh, jump into some news here. Um, we have. I had a pretty busy week. I don't know about you, but yeah. I didn't quite do enough research. Well, I was so. gonna say like because from our first episode about the Honda Trans Alp. Like, I think it's only appropriate that for the year we have some Honda news. <laughs> that's true. Actually, very. that's a very good segue. It all so, comes full circle. Full circle. So Honda has announced <laughs> the uh, the new CB500X, which was my first bike, except now it's renamed the NX500. And they switched some stuff around, mainly a lot in the styling department. So it's got a, a new and improved headlight and... Um, and it looks the good. Crash bars and everything like that. I don't know if I don't think I didn't quite read through to see if the crash bars are stock or not. Mm. They might not be because they weren't stock on the previous ones. Uh, it does have show suspension, which is uh, pretty impressive. Yeah, that's nice. Forty-one um, mil. Yeah. Yep. Forty-one mil. And the other big thing is it's got a five-inch TFT now, which I thought is pretty mm. cool. The previous generation CB500X just had a. Um, LCD just a just a basic yeah. like LCD screen like not a lot a of information watch. yeah and <laughs> uh, but here you know it's got a full on TFT smartphone connectivity with Honda's Road Sync app and plus updated controls to control and things like that which I think is pretty awesome I think it's awesome to see that on such like more of like an entry level motorcycle I think that's a yeah. very uh, 
a very pretty a pretty cool thing to have. Well, I think what we've and we're, I think we're seeing it, but we've I know we've mentioned it in previous episodes too. That I mean, this is like we're getting the you know quote unquote beginner bikes with more features and yeah. like nicer tech on them. So we're just seeing everything just kind of like take a step up as time moves on. Yeah, which is pretty awesome. And uh, I think we're just gonna keep seeing that more as like mm. more expensive bikes get like more and more advanced features that kind of slowly make their way down the line yeah to uh as they become cheaper to produce cheaper manufacturing there's like an abundance of parts they they can you know t- start adding those onto smaller models it also weighs lighter so it's uh savings a total of 6.6 pounds shaved off the bike's mass which is pretty impressive especially i mean the honda is already a fairly light bike so yeah that's a pretty cool thing to see uh, it's got a new LED headlight, which I think looks so much better than the, what the Transalp has. <laughs> it's kind of a more squared, squared it, off, like yeah. squared off triangle almost kind of look. Well, it just seems and, to fit the the rest of the bike with the fairings yeah. and on, everything else on there. So I, I agree. Think they did, I think they did a good job with this one. Yeah, and I even like the silhouette of this one much more. It kind of almost gives off kind of a almost like a rally rally bike yeah, vibe, kind of yeah. like the. Um, Ducati uh, Desert X or the That's it. Tenere yeah. 700. Yep. The Yamaha Tenere 700. It it's kind of like that very flat front in the front, and I think I think it actually suits the bike way more than what like the trans how the Transalp looks with the uh, like a more pointy yeah pointy so. front end. Um, Hopefully, the new Transalp version two will look. Yeah, like I kind of hope they replace that <laughs> headlight with this one because it's so much better looking. Yeah. And also, Honda announced this was kind of another bike we kind of talked at before the hornet the previous one just looked kind of bland it was okay i don't think it was ugly it was just but it was just it was there it was just yeah. kind of there but they also came out with a redesign of that so hornet um the cb 1000 r yeah. and uh it's got a pretty aggressive looking new front headlights very pointy looking especially from the side profile are they calling like, this one the hornet i just was one yeah so cb oh. CB1000 oh, okay, Hornet, yeah. yeah. Cool. So it has a really dope-looking headlight. I think this is more of just like, um, I don't know if it's like fully, I, don't, I think it's been quite a bit more than a styling upgrade. Yeah. Um, well, that's what we're talking about here, though. It's just uh, also has the 5-inch TFT dash and probably a similar one, too. Yeah. But probably seeing like the Transalp and the, or, yeah, Transalp and the CB. Uh, slipper says clutch, tra- uh Honda's traction control system and show a suspension. Yeah, like, show like suspension that. fully yeah. fully adjustable for rebound, preload, damping, um, all the pretty much all the good stuff makes 147 uh, horsepower <laughs> and 73 pound feet of torque, which is a pretty That's pretty spicy. Pretty spicy. Yeah. Uh, there's no word on the weight, but yeah, yeah, but like I, looks wise, I think that looks it way looks better. Really nice. It looks way more aggressive. It has a very I really like how the silhouette here looks. Mm-hmm. It's like like a nice little blend between kind of like modern sharp angle and kind of like very slick looking lines. And yeah. I really, I really like that. Yeah. So, so props to Honda for yeah. kind of making something that doesn't look quite. <laughs> I was going to say like they're doing boring. something. Yeah. Like they're looks like they're they're changing some things up like with the design. Hopefully, yeah. like that kind of trend sticks. Yeah, I kind of I hope so too. Yeah. Um, and then Kawasaki unveiled their um, 
hybrid model. Mm-hmm. So Kawasaki Ninja 7 Hybrid. And I actually watched a uh, reel on Instagram about this today. So it has uh, several different riding modes. And one of them is actually purely electric. The range is mm. super limited, but it just keeps it quiet, nice yeah. and quiet and things like that, which I thought was pretty interesting. But it also has um, just a standard hybrid mode where the hybrid engine like kicks in after you hit it or the regular engine the gas engine kicks in after you hit a certain speed and then it has like a full like sport hybrid mode which <laughs> basically f- uses the hybrid engine to kind of compensate for where the gas engine is the weakest and it uses that to compensate like huh. to compensate for that um then just bolted to electric motor it can be operated on its own or along with a gas engine combined peak horsepower of 68 and a half uh horsepower hmm. Well, the uh, engine on its own is 58 horsepower. So fairly, a fairly decent, uh, yeah, it'll still pack a punch. I mean, the bike. And it's a 451cc. It's a, okay, yeah. 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 Okay. 451cc. No, that, that's pretty there nice is, for that size. There is no, um, there is no clutch. So it's an automated manual transmission. Mm. So basically kind of uses automated Part, manual transmission yeah. <laughs> okay yep. so okay. it has a plus and minus buttons to kind of uh to kind of shift the gears but there is no foot shifter there is no uh there's no clutch or anything like that hmm. um and you can operate in like a manual or a manual mode or an auto automatic mode and this is kind of interesting because honda also announced um an e-clutch system which oh, yeah. basically replaces the uh or the Hondamatic. It, the yeah. Hondamatic. Yeah. <laughs> so it doesn't quite, re- it doesn't replace the clutch or the manual yeah. transmission of a motorcycle, but it has the ability to actuate the clutch electronically, like the perfect timing. So it's almost like a quick shifter, but a bit more. Yeah. So you can shift without using the clutch at all. You can even get your bike started without the clutch. Those, those sound pretty expensive. Yeah, but the <laughs> clutch is still present. This is actually going to be, uh, I think this is, if I remember reading. Right, I think this is actually going to be one of the options on the new uh, Hornet, or one of the newer bikes. So it's supposed to be one like an option you can get on that. So it's, um, yeah, kind of part of their uh, push to kind of, you know, yeah. add a bit more, uh, yeah, just different degrees of, uh, like, well, I don't even know what I'm saying anymore. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, Looking at some of the dates, because I haven't seen this one, so like, so, yeah, checking out some of the dates. Cause I- yeah, it basically, what basically it does is it just activates the clutch for you. Okay. So uh, you can do hmm. you can do a manual clutch like you normally do on the, any any other motorcycle. Yeah, or you can switch it to operate it for you, and it basically does it. But you still have a foot shift. You still have to shift the gears, but the clutch is actuated on its own. Hmm. I think it's kind of one of those things that and we've talked about this like way back when we talked about the um uh like technology and motorcycling and things yeah. like that and i think that's one of those things that kind of can help a lot with uh accessibility and things like that so yeah maybe your left hand isn't as like dexterous as you know as it used to be or maybe you had like an injury or something but you still want to ride and it's one of those things that can kind of help yeah help you ride and no. same goes with the hybrid because i want this you yeah, know, it's all it has an automated, is, so. like pretty much automated gearbox. Yeah, um, which so I think is pretty cool. We're seeing like some like uh, alternative fuel adjacent bike or a <laughs> fuel sort of yeah. adjacent bike with the hybrid. I mean, it's still yeah. gas, but it still uses gas and stuff. But I'm like curious to see how 
that technology kind of progresses down the road yeah. and how it kind of um, evolves over time. Because mm-hmm. uh, going off like certain hybrid cars, there's a lot of potential of using like the electric motor to compensate for where the gas motor is the weakest. Yeah. The electric takes over like acceleration and between shifts and things like that. You see that tech pop in a lot of like high high end like supercars that are hybrid and stuff. They right. basically use the electric motor to get that like super fast off the line acceleration but yeah. then the gas motor kicks in for like top speed and things like that yeah. so all right that'd be interesting to see where that goes on the motorcycle and you know yeah, kawasaki's no, known for making some uh yeah very fast and crazy bikes so well, and it was kawasaki that we mentioned right they're trying to work on that hydrogen fuel that idea. was dumb yeah, yeah so. it was dumb and i think a couple of other uh, japanese manufacturers that are kind of they're trying to piece that together to you know find a way to find a way to uh you know, still have the feel of yeah. a internal combustion engine, but without the, the kind of like the negatives of it, the emissions and things like that. Yeah. So, so yeah. Shall we move on to our main topic? Yeah. So that's it for news. Like what we were able to scrounge up here this week. <laughs> so, um, and then to kind of break us into our main topic, uh, it's actually from an email. Uh, someone who has men- who's emailed us before. We've mentioned him throughout as as he's brought us news of of himself. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so David, one of our listeners, um, he ended up getting a CF moto four fifty SS. Yes. An SS. That's the sporty year. one, right? Yeah. So the, a sport bike one. Yeah. Um, you know, so, so he was just checking in with us. Uh, you know, he's, he's been uh, loving it. He says it's a good time. Um, you know, and he says every, he says in his email here that I, uh, I think we've all said, and I think anybody out there who's written, um, it's like, uh, I really, the only, I only really have one regret and that is that I didn't wait and get a more powerful bike. And but that that's, is a, but as he says here, that's most, most people's, uh, low CC motor. Regret, yeah. So. Yeah. And some eventually like, you do grow out of them. You can do. Some people really like having that low yeah. CC cause you can really rev them out without yeah, like well, know, think breaking it, laws and yeah. things like that. Uh, but yeah, if it's like your one and only bike and you're just starting out, you kind of like start to hit that limit of when you yeah when you want more power like i outgrew my 500 like really quick oh yeah same you know same with mine as yeah. soon as i can go up a hill at 70 miles an hour i was just yeah. like <laughs> so, i need a faster bike because american yep. roads are very fast so, yeah but yeah david we we, we feel you on, on that one on the on getting a small Definitely. bike you know but it's you know they're, they're still fun they're, oh yeah they're great uh we're glad that you're having fun with it um, our main topic, however, is going to be having to do like with dealerships um, and, you know, just the ins and outs of you as a customer client. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Kind of like you know. what to expect at a dealership and things to consider, things to consider when you're like purchasing a yeah. motorcycle from a dealership and like, especially if it's like specific brand mm-hmm. well, of and, dealership. Um, you know, and so he, he uh, David, as mentioned, I recently had a warranty issue with the bike. Uh, my clutch handle switch, my clutch handle was moving and not making good contact, so I could not get it in gear. Um, and then, however, CF Moto is going to replace the clutch uh, perch and and the switch at no cost, um, which is so, awesome. Uh, so that's going to go into um, you know, you know, buying new, reused warranty stuff. Yep. You know. Um, the issue that he's had is the supply chain issue. It is a Chinese company. They are new to the States. They are new. Know, as as yeah. we've mentioned. Um, so, you know, so that's going to be something that I, I think it's just good to consider when you're yeah. buying, you know, 
what you're going to buy, who you're going to buy from, just consider, you know, it, it sh- by no means should it turn you off to like what you want. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just it's just one of those if, things that you don't want to have to sneak up on you. If it's a bike you like and you're kind of dead set on it, you're going to buy it regardless. Right. Yeah. And you but should. You should. <laughs> yeah. Buy what it, buy whatever you want to ride, even yeah. if it's a Harley. Like, just kidding. We love our Harley riders. <laughs> Even though they probably hate us at this point, you need to, you need to talk to your friend to get us uh, uh, on this Harley. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're we're definitely gonna try. We're definitely gonna yeah. ride a Harley next next spring once the weather kind of. I'm so sorry. He bumped first this time. <laughs> once the weather shifts back to being rideable, because right. we're heading straight straight ahead into winter here. Yep. In Utah, and uh, yeah, our riding days are numbered for, yeah. for the year. Um, but, but yeah, like, uh, like you were mentioning the, uh, you know, you're going to get a bike that you want regardless, but some of the things that, um, when I was shopping for my tiger mm-hmm. or for a new, to upgrade for my Honda, for my CB, um, you know, I shopped around with the, uh, Honda Africa twin and I looked at the, uh, the tiger. Yeah. I also was looking at the, uh. The BMW, the A50 GS, because mm-hmm. I remember like Harrison had, a, or your sport Utah had uh, used one there on the lot that I was like just kind of curious about and things like that. Yeah. Um, but I remember like at the Honda dealership, um, the sales guy kind of mentioned, you know, the nice thing about Honda is that the there's a dealership network. Like pretty much anywhere in the world, you're going to find a Honda dealership because they are literally everywhere everywhere. from the richest country (laughs) to the poorest country you're gonna find a honda dealership and honda parts yep and um you kind of see that if uh any of you are uh fans of adventure riding you probably heard of itchy boots and she's been riding on her honda and she's been able to you know still not easily get parts but but get parts for her uh the cfr crf crf3 300 rally her her the bike that she was riding on and stuff and i yeah so like you were saying with the like the cf motor having supply chain issues and that's that was to be expected i think honestly. yeah you know like and that's a brand that's yeah. kind of like starting to make their way into the american market yeah and like supply chain issues do exist so mm-hmm. if you're after a brand that's you know even less well known like a motor guzzi or you know the augusta yeah. the well, MV augusta and, and even in the like states that. like motor guzzi still is like not it wouldn't it's, it wouldn't stack up to like other um well it, again it depends where you live yeah <laughs> oh yeah live. it but, very much depends you know but i but that, that's just one thing i've heard like you know with like people having moto guzzis that you got to find somebody who can work on them you yep. know you're probably not going to find like a moto guzzi exclusive dealer yeah i think i've seen moto guzzi though uh, there's like a dealership up near like centerville like near the freeway i think i've seen their logo like i'm part of, they have every, oh, really? they have everybody's logo on there yeah I, I know i think i know which one you're talking about i don't remember if i saw moto guzzi on there but that'd be awesome if they yeah got a local so, dealership around here i still want to uh, ride one of those too actually yeah i, I love their i love their like <laughs> engine configuration uh, yeah, yeah. uh and um yeah, yeah. when it comes to <laughs> when it comes to uh kind of just dealer network and dealer availability and things like that it's i don't think it should be a, like a deterrent from you getting a brand that you want mm-hmm. but it's definitely something to consider about like how easy it is it is it going to be 
to get that bike maintained. Yeah. And I mean, obviously you can always find independent shops and things like well, that. And when, in this day and age too, I mean, you can get anything online. You can get anything online. Um, yeah. You know, but, and, and most good dealers or even mechanics, like they, they can find you a part as well yeah. too. So it's not like the end all be all, but it's just something, you know, it's like, Hey, it might set you back. It might not. It might be a so, little bit like trickier to find someone that like yeah. knows that specific brand. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, here in the States, like if you have a Harley, you're probably set. Because oh, yeah, there's easy. a Harley, like, one, plenty of Harley dealers. There's just, like... Harley, Honda. <laughs> yeah, Harley and Honda. But, but and like, most Japanese manufacturers yeah. probably, like, parts are very available. Parts are cheap. Mm-hmm. Parts are... Their engines are fairly easy to work on. I don't know how easy Harleys are work on, to work on. Yeah, I don't know. But I wanted to bet there's, like, a billion Harley mechanics in this area compared to, like, three Triumph ones that <laughs> yeah. probably know they're, like, triple <laughs> engines and things like that. Uh, but... Even then, like motorcycles, you know, I mean, the principles are all the same here yeah. and there. So if you know a mechanic or find a reputable one, then I think that's a pretty good benefit. It's if the yeah. bike you have does not have a wide dealership network. And, and that's not to say that, like, if you're in, a, if you have a bike and you're or from a dealership that does have a good network or set up or everything like that, I mean, you're still going to be expected to defer delays, like oh, ordering yeah. a part. Um, so it's really going to come down to manufacturer too. Like, are they putting out those parts exactly. you know, and things from yeah. there? Um, and of course, like obviously a manufacturer is going to have parts, but it's just going to be a matter of how many, how fast can they get it to you? Yep. Exactly. You know, I, I've had to order parts for my bike. Um, you know, I'll take it to Eurosports Utah and, um, they get it in for like, it'll be one issue or another. It's like, Oh, it will just be a week or two to get it here. Yeah, exactly. Um, like you had to wait a while for your center stand, didn't you? Yeah. Because my first one had, it just came up all like covered in rusty powder. And that was from triumph. Oh, that was from triumph. That was yeah. directly from them. The dealership ordered it for me, but uh, yeah. they just it came shipped from it to their my supplies. house. Yeah. yeah. And it was like super rusty. And I was like, okay, well, <laughs> I don't know it. if it's just like surface rust or maybe there's something inside that's like, you know, wasn't properly welded or painted well, you pay, over. You and paid for like it. And yeah, and yeah. I paid for it. I yeah, should, I you should know, so clean, <laughs> it's clean looking, like yeah, shiny product. And, and maybe uh, like a, a a paint chip here or there wouldn't matter, but yeah. rust. I mean, you know, it's all yeah, the it, it, it made me yeah. worried a bit. Yeah, so I sent that back to, or I took that back to the dealership, but. That first one came pretty quick, but then the yeah. follow up, I had to wait maybe like a month or so for it mm-hmm. to show up, just because. Uh, and this was like peak supply chain issues like yeah. back in 2022 when <laughs> everything started to be like extra slow and take extra forever because nobody had anything in stock right. basically yeah uh so it's kind of a weird time i think things are a little bit better now mm-hmm. than they used to be i see more triumph parts in stock but it's still something to to consider especially if you want an oem part uh, they do they do run out of stock like they can run out of stock, especially if it's like a newer, more popular model. Yeah, you might be waiting a little bit longer, especially if it's popular. Like if somebody needs something. Yeah. Well, um, like or if it's just if it's or if it's like a popular item, maybe it's not like a mechanical item. Maybe it's just like a fair a windscreen or a seat or exactly something. Yeah. You know that that well, everybody wants, or even the motorcycle. <laughs> yeah, even the yeah, bike itself. Because when I was buying my Tiger, uh, about the rally, because there was no pros. The mm-hmm. next, the next pro is going to be in only like. So like three months from when I bought mine. Yeah. And I didn't want to wait that long to get a new bike. <laughs> yeah. And I think, and, oh, but so, now, yeah. but now like you, I can walk into a dealership and there, there's like five pros just sitting mm-hmm. in there. And so the issue has been kind of sorted out, but uh, I feel like that was, that's kind of like that weird time, that weird yeah. t- time of the year. And <laughs> it was spring. So people were buying more bikes and, um, 
yeah, I mean, the the Tiger is a pretty popular model, so. Yeah, and well, coming spring, yeah, I mean, that's just going to be how it goes. Is yeah. People are going to be buying bikes. Um, you know, it's, and a dealership, you know, like, they're going to be ordering bikes as best they can if they're selling. Yeah. You know, but, like, um, I, I know I've heard somebody mention, like, they were annoyed because they couldn't find the bike they wanted. And it's yeah. just like, and they were mad at the dealership that they were going through. I'm just like, and even then, I was like, well, you got to, they can't just make a bike appear out of nowhere. Yeah. And they got to keep the product moving. So if you're yeah. like, if no, if you're not buying it at that moment, yeah, mm-hmm. it's full. They're within their full right to sell it to someone else. If you're like unsure. Yeah. And I mean, I've experienced this at car dealerships or motorcycle dealerships. They say like, you know, like, Oh, you know, this is a very popular bike. If you don't buy it like soon, you know, it might be sold and you just have to kind of, live with that fact you haven't put mm-hmm. any money down you haven't signed anything you haven't like told them you're interested yep um and if someone buys it then i mean that's that's not their fault yeah i mean they have to move the product they sell it because we i asked uh one of our friends who used to work at in a dealership at yeah. a dealership about like what happens like when the motorcycle mm-hmm. is there and he had some interesting things to share and what he said was so um so essentially like the dealerships are kind of like kind of buying in a sort of a different way not like me and you buy motorcycles but they're kind of getting well, a motorcycle yeah. from the dealer from the manufacturer and they basically have to pay them for that motorcycle and bring it in and the longer it sits on their lot the longer it, it sits in the showroom the more it costs because they yeah. have to pay they're basically buying the bike at that point yeah yeah and they basically have to like pay the manufacturer like for the amount of time it's sitting there and the longer yeah. it's sitting there, the more it starts to lose money, which, you know, could potentially play into your advantage. If it's a bike you've seen on their website for like months and it still hasn't moved <laughs> sitting there. Yeah. You might have a little bit more wiggle room negotiating like a lower price on that bike, but yeah. you know, there's a certain threshold they can work with. So it was, uh, but basically like when the bike comes in, so this is what our friend mentioned. Essentially when the bike uh, comes in, it starts having a floor cost. So the bike is, being purchased from the manufacturer by the dealership if there's a surplus of inventory then they will be forced to buy the bikes outright and sit on the investment longer the other major challenge is that most bikes only have a 10 to 15 percent uh profit margin which is when that's why you see them you know push a lot of the extended warranties and their own things accessories you know if you want to buy extra gear and Mm -hmm. things like that those are things that kind of help to you know yeah, I mean, make more of a profit. And that's just, I mean, that's any retail. That's business. That's any retail store. Yeah. I mean, um, car dealerships do the same thing. You know, I mean, we worked at Best Buy. Yeah, we did. They told us to sell Geek Squad with every very yeah. damn thing they every, sold there. Yeah, it was dumb. <laughs> well, like, um, you know, because it's true, like the big products, like they don't have a lot of markup, you know, like, yeah. like an electronic store. I remember back in the day, they told us, like, if you're buying a, t- or if someone's buying a TV, like, the store's not going to really make anything no. on that. Like a MacBook, they're, I mean, they're making, well, like, <clears throat> less than a hundred bucks off each one. It's all the accessories and yeah, it's all plans the, and things like that that yeah. they sell. So it's just um, how it goes, you know, and, but, um, so he mentioned like, you know, the, so the dealer, um, you know, there's the taxes and fees and things like that. And so you mentioned that anytime you come in negotiating, you know, like yeah. the dealer was the one is the one that's kind of, kind of be losing money, but that's also kind of the nature of shopping at a dealership is yeah. that, <laughs> you know, people, people negotiate, you're going to, you're going to try and negotiate and they're going to try to you know negotiate with you and things like that there's right. there's some wiggle room but it's not like um 
but yeah, dealerships aren't just they're not handing f- out bikes. Like they're so. not <laughs> handing out bikes, and I also don't feel like they're uh, just trying to like rip as much money away as, you, as no. they can from you. There is a certain threshold they they yeah. can stick stick with, and it, it really depends on the dealership too and the kind of bike you're buying. Mm-hmm. Like if it's a used bike or if it's a new bike that's been sitting there for a long time, like I said. There's probably a bit more wiggle room because yeah. they're losing money by keeping that bike there. Mm-hmm. But if it's a very popular model, don't expect to have the price yeah. lowered too much for you because someone else will come in they'll, and they'll buy pick it, it up. Yeah. yeah, I mean, look at the Tiger you got too, right? I mean, like that. I mean, you got that. You technically bought that before it was like built, didn't you? Or like, uh, yeah, it was being assembled in the back of the yeah in the, <laughs> so, in the like, back of the dealership. Yeah. Like I bought it before it even like shipped there, yeah. essentially, and. Um, and yeah, yeah, I remember like uh, <laughs> the the guy that was selling it to me. He would like text me updates and be like, "There's your bike, like yeah. it's getting its handlebars on, things like that." <laughs> and if I if I said like if I came in that day and said like, oh, look, I want some time to think about it," and blah blah blah, that yeah. bike probably would have been gone within a week or so if oh, I didn't like put yeah. a deposit down or anything like that. It's or, out of there. Yeah, yeah, it was out of there. It's like okay, that guy's unsure, but this guy he just came in, he's ready to buy. Yeah, we're gonna sell it to him and just tell the other guy like. Sorry, someone else came in and bought it. Yeah, like, you didn't put a deposit down. You didn't put a deposit yeah. down. You didn't like tell us you're they don't like, owe you genuinely to, interested. Yeah, yeah. Like unless you put a deposit down and so they sold mm-hmm. it, I'd be pretty upset. Oh yeah, that. But this is this was a way different situation. But to be like, hey, we hold that bike that we hold that really popular bike for me. You know, it's like I'm not, like I'm not I'm not ready to put a deposit down, but we yeah. just sit on it. Like like that's not it's not gonna yeah, happen. You know, no. so like that Africa Twin I looked at before I bought my Tiger. Mm-hmm. Once I told them like I decided to go with the Tiger, uh, that thing was sold like a couple of days after that oh, right. yeah. yeah so <laughs> even then it would have like i had to make a decision then because otherwise yeah i would have been left with no bike yeah <laughs> with no new bike at least so it's, it's a double-edged uh coin right yeah like, so it's like you know you can if you don't want to like deal with like oh i gotta move fast and buy a bike before it's gone then you know buying in the springs probably not, not the time for you no but you know if you want to um like so you want to take your time you know, fall is also fall. Winter is a good time to buy, depending on like what's been on the floor for how long. Yep. You, also, you depending used, on where you live, where you live. Yeah. yeah. You know, and so it's um, you just gonna have to take your pick and <laughs> like yeah. You know, um, but yeah. So I, I think that's just um, some of the stuff that can happen with motorcycles that you know until the car shortage with the pandemic stuff. Um, like you didn't really see that with car dealerships. I don't think. Yeah. You know, um, and I moved fast on my bike when I got my scrambler, when I saw it was up there, um, I was like, Oh, I gotta go. Someone's going to snatch this at this price. Oh yeah. For yeah. And that was a really good deal. <laughs> yeah. You know, and like back then that was 2020. Yeah. That was 20. Yeah. It was like, or technically it's 2021 cause it's January. Yeah. December, 2020, January, 2021. Um, no, I went there, like I raced there after work and just like looked at it. I sat on it. You know, the weather was bad the first time I saw it. And it's like, I, I, I'm coming back to ride this. <laughs> like, yeah. I rode in freezing cold you know, they appraised my, uh, uh, my rebel and everything. And we, we just got the ball rolling. Yeah. And, and I did put a deposit down cause I wanted to give it like a little bit of time. So I remember I did put a little deposit down on there, you know, um, and I think before I get into the rest of that, I think it's, it'd be a good time to bring up like new versus used. Like if you're going to a dealership, um, you know, picking out what you want. Personally, I've had some just God awful luck with used cars throughout my entire life. 
And so also in 2021, um, uh, my used car decided to shit out on me. Um, <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Um, and so I bought a new car cause I was, I was fed up. Yeah. You know, ever since I've been driving, it's just been one mechanical surprise. <laughs> so. That's where I'm getting at with my two cars right now. Yeah. One of them I barely even drive. Yeah. Cause it eats gas. Like there's no tomorrow. And the Camry's just old, but that thing will outlive us. Yeah, I'm right. Well, and like, so I would... But it's just old. Yeah, that's just old. And so I bought a new car, um, and that's why I bought a brand new first bike. I think, looking back, I, it is entirely up to you and your situation, but I don't think buying your first bike brand new, unless there's like something specific about that, was necessarily very beneficial. Like, for the most part, it, yeah. it can be. It, like with with David's bike, you know, it's it's he's got a, this warranty on it. It's, yeah, it's covered. Yeah, which is Done. really nice, and yeah. that's the benefit. Nice benefit about buying you is that mm-hmm. you do get the warranty. You get the manufacturer warranty. Some bikes are better than others on their warranty. Yeah, yeah, like warranty period and things like that. The dealership, but or not dealer, the manufacturer's yeah. warranties. Yeah, but it is something that um, that's there. It's a they nice have, plus. Have, yeah. It's a very nice plus to have. Like I haven't had to use mine yet, mm-hmm. and hopefully I won't have to. But I feel yeah. good knowing that it's still there for another like I, I don't know a few thousand miles. Yeah, I don't know if this would have fallen under the manufacturer warranty. But with my Honda, um, I didn't have it very. I didn't have it long enough to change to do it to get new tires on it. Yeah, but um, I took it in for an oil change, and they they noticed there was like a warp in the tire. Oh, I feel like that's something that would definitely and they definitely and they be. like they said like you know they came out hey sorry it's taken so long here's the deal yeah uh, and they explained it to me so like we're just we're just gonna fit you for some new tires nice uh, yeah so I was like oh new bikes that's nice no, yeah no additional cost for me yeah that's you know I think that's really awesome um, especially for a new bike you kind of expect that yeah you kind of ex- have like a higher expectation or a higher standard mm-hmm. and if you find those kind of defects within the first like you know few it's months of like ownership a or a year yeah. of ownership and things like that it's like well, I don't feel like that should be happening yet on yeah. this bike, especially being brand new. Uh, I was kind of the opposite for you. My first bike was used, right. but my second one was new, right. brand yeah. new. And it felt <laughs> kind of nice being like the only owner it is of nice. the new no, bike because really I'm nice. just like, okay, this is like pure and clean, zero miles, like yeah. nothing's on there. So it's kind of a good feeling. But also like, I don't think there was like that big of a benefit minus the warranty mm-hmm. to buying brand new. But if it's a popular model, then you're most likely going to be buying brand new because the used ones will get snatched up and the pretty quick. On a used one. Or the yeah. used ones will be like <laughs> close to price as a brand new one. Yeah. And if it's between that, I'll probably just get the new one just so I can have the warranty. Well, I, I don't know. I haven't looked recently, but like the Yamaha Tenere 700, I mean, those ones used, they're selling more than new. It's because like, they're impossible to find. Yeah, and they're impossible to Ugh. find. Because I mean, they're they're very popular bikes. Yeah, Yeah, they're very good bikes and super popular. Uh, The other thing to consider with oh, go ahead. I was going to finish. Okay, yeah. But the other thing to consider when buying new is the break-in period. Mm -hmm. So you do have to pay for that, unless uh, apparently if you get a BMW and they just include that (laughs) in the price according to their recent. I mean, are you really saving money with buying a BMW at that price tag? (laughs) (laughs) Depends. Are you a dentist or not? Yeah. but yeah, that's something to consider is that they usually have like that break-in period within the first like 500 to 1,000 miles where you have yeah. to go get the oil change. And that one I do recommend probably like, I think that's like the only like oil change or like regular maintenance I recommend mm-hmm. going to a dealership to do because they not only change your oil, 
They check to make sure all the cables are good. They check to make sure all the bolts are tightened because, you know, they have they assemble the bike. Right. So they basically go through it, make sure it's all like all checks out and it's all working and yeah. connected as intended. Uh, but then after that, like I just do my own oil changes because I don't want to go pay. It's expensive now. Yeah, it's I don't want to go expensive. pay a dealership to do it. <laughs> Plus uh, the wait. <laughs> and, you know, schedule an appointment, waiting and all that kind of stuff. I don't want to yeah. deal with that. So I'd rather just change to it oil myself right yeah and i um um yeah so that, that's not i didn't even think of like the the, the break-in period yeah and everything from there um but yeah and so like you get a use a new bike you get you obviously get like it comes with its standard warranty there that yeah. you know and a dealership typically will offer an extended warranty you know and that's a buyer's choice from there Buyer's choice, and I think that's one of those things where because it's a nice profit maker for them, yeah, they uh, some of them can get a little pushy on that, you know, constantly bring it up. I mean, things like that, just like you go to a car dealership, oh my gosh, yeah, and they start to tack on like, here's your clear bra, here's your clear coat paint, here's your like rock chip (laughs) coverage, and things like that. Like, it's funny, not, yeah, well, it's it's like at a car dealership, like when I bought mine. New yeah. car, they were tacking on all that stuff, you know. I'm just like, no, I don't want it. It's like, oh well, you kind of have to. Like, nah, I really don't. I don't. It's that, not. It's not on the car. Yeah, you don't have to take anything off or, or uninstall anything. No. I don't. I'm not buying it. Yeah, and that's, it's like going to war. Like you're, you're having they peace negotiations because <laughs> with, with, with the car dealership. I had the same experience at the Honda dealership where I was looking at the Africa Twin. Oh really? Because I, you know, got a quote from them. You know, they quoted my trade in. Mm. They quoted me the new bike yeah. and how much it would be, and they had this like. I don't remember how much extra it cost, but it was a, a decent amount for this, like, I don't know, kind of, um, I don't even know what they called it. It was kind of like their own in-house, like, repair or mm. some kind of coverage. Yeah. Like, it wasn't warranty because they don't, like, cover repairs, but it was some kind of their own thing. But one of the things included in it was, like, a battery replacement. Like, oh, yeah. In the next yeah, two like, years, I'm just like, okay, that battery probably will last longer than two years. And if it doesn't, that's going to be cheaper. Than, yeah, yeah, it's going to be cheaper than paying for that. Yeah. Because motorcycle batteries are teeny. Right. And, like, I'm like, I don't I don't need that. Yeah. They're like, well, it's something we offer with every product. I'm like, not with this one, you're not, because that's not, that's not something I'm ever going to use. Yeah. I'm not going to pay for so, something that I'm not going to use. Yeah. So, you know, there's, like, some of that stuff, too. And, like, you know, they, they obviously, they're going to do their job. They're going to, like... You know they're gonna offer yeah. it to you and try and sell you to it. Yep. When I bought my used bike, my tri- or my my scrambler that I have now, mm-hmm. um, because I had had such bad luck with used vehicles in the past, and I, I knew I wanted this bike. I wanted yeah. this bike. They offered the the extended warranty. Um, and it was you know it, it was a good chunk of change on there, but it was good. It's good for four or five years. Nice. Um, it, it's still covered. Yeah, you know, and like, that's awesome. And that little warranty like is also like helped me out twice. Yeah. So, so you kind of get your there, money's worth out of it. Yeah. So there is a benefit, you know, if you're buying used too, yeah. like an extended warranty, like it's just at your own choice. I would think, and I think uh, your friend, like, you know, our friend here mentioned too, is just like, you know, like with extended warranties, like that's something to really consider if you plan on keeping the bike, which I yeah. did. Like I'm keeping that scrambler yep. is not leaving my ownership until I'm dead or it's dead. So, like, <laughs> and it's a very nice bike to keep for the yeah for the rest of your so, life. So you know, um, so it is just going to come down to like your own person. We're not financial advisors or lawyers. No. We're not going to tell you yes or no. You know, and like just um, something to consider. It's something to keep in mind and just know like yeah. they are. A dealership, a motorcycle dealership is different than a car dealership, but you're going to have a lot of similarities in, oh, yeah, in the selling exactly. process. And, and 
it can be good, especially like with some bikes. Like you get some nice, you get some really nice performing bikes, but maybe their reliability isn't quite there. Yeah. You know? And so having that extended warranty beyond that, especially if it's like a really big high end bike. Yeah. You know, like it might be a nice peace of mind if you're the kind of, especially if you're like, yeah, it's like this, this is a long-term bike, you know, like, and I think, I, I don't think any vehicle is ever an investment. It's it's going to be a cost. Yeah. Oh, hundred yeah. percent. You don't you don't buy a car or like a bike to no. or a boat to to be an investment, right? No. Like typically, that's no, a very special rare car. Yeah. Exactly. Like, yeah. Very certain yeah. cars, but it's definitely not something you should rely on and think is going to go up money. in value. Also, be, if yeah. you're planning on selling your bike and adding accessories to it does not add value it doesn't no it kind of really doesn't. doesn't you can yeah. maybe throw in some extras maybe eke out a few more dollars but your yeah. custom exhaust or custom fent or not fenders what am i thinking of mitch custom fairings fairings okay, custom yeah. fairings and things like that are not <laughs> your gonna, winglets your winglets they're not gonna really raise the price yeah. price all that much i mean like in a universe where I would sell my bike, like, you know, that, that windscreen I have on my scrambler, if you don't know, has like their, like triumph made their own little touring screen for it. Um, and so that, uh, like, okay, that cost me like 200 something bucks. You yeah. Know? Um, that's not, I can't tack that on. No. You know, like, and most people won't like, they're not going to care. Well, yeah. Like maybe I don't want that. So yeah. like, I don't, I'm not going to pay extra for it. Like the only, it's just way... not something you can expect people to yeah. pay for. I mean, you can try, and certainly it doesn't hurt. Yeah. But I think the better thing would just be like price your bike a little bit higher and then mm-hmm. just to negotiate down. <laughs> you can do that too, you know. Yeah. But then you get gotta get into the like the haggling and everything from there. Yeah. You know, but so I I haven't bought a um a private part I haven't done a private party sale for a bike yet. I, I don't either. I don't I might if the bike's good enough. You know, if it's I would consider I it, but if it's like, it'll have to be like cheap enough where I can just pay straight up cash. Like I'm not going to, yeah. it's not going to be something I'm going to like go to the bank for to yeah. try and take out a loan yeah. or anything like that, which actually kind of reminds me of one point I wanted to bring up. There's kind of like, I feel like there's a certain sweet spot for used bikes though. And that's when they're not used for too long. So mm. somebody bought a bike, decided it wasn't for them, traded in for something else. And the bike only has like thousand miles on it it's past the break-in period so somebody else already paid for that yeah. but it's still under manufacturer warranty because the warranty isn't tied to the owner it's tied to the bike itself right. and if it's in good condition you can save a good chunk of money yeah. depending on the See, bike I, I i don't know i i feel like a thousand miles is still like it's basically a new bike that's oh 100 like so like, that's yeah. like i i, I mean my, mine had like 45 4600 miles on it yeah and that's still pretty nothing still pretty new yeah Uh, um my first honda it was a 2019 so it was a year old when i bought it 1500 miles that's basically a brand new new. bike (laughs) yeah Yeah. and there was no changes between the 2019 and 2020 model yeah they're like a color scheme so there was no reason to buy like exactly brand new so and i saved a whole lot of money compared to buying new and that was kind of one of those things where if you find that little sweet spot oh, where the bike is it's a done deal yeah <laughs> depending on the type of model though because like yeah. you said the tenerays are like impossible to find yeah and right now like then then the market kind of like you know like last year yeah, of, with the way the market was <laughs> it was uh like used bikes were as much as new ones same kind yeah. of used cars right now yeah uh but it's something to something to think about and yeah, some and kind I, of like poke around if especially if you're trying to like save some money but still want yeah. a certain motorcycle and i think too like you know if you take into like the bikes 
age and year. Like it's not even necessarily like about the mileage necessarily. It's more yeah. about like the maintenance history. That's true. And that's one nice thing buying used from a dealership too, is that, you know, typically you can get that history. Yeah. You know, that is actually, that is a very good point versus private party. Mm-hmm. Um, if you are buying for private party, make sure you get it checked out. Uh, if possible, if you have like, um, but that's just more, more time that you got to take. Yeah, out your exactly. Own, you know? So, so it's like, yeah. it's, I mean, it's all at your own risk. You don't have yeah, the same protections yeah. buying from a private party. And our friend that, uh, used to work at the dealership actually did mention that he personally recommends like, you know, just buying used. He's yeah. a big proponent of that because it kind of saves you just a lot on the cost and things like that. Yeah. But, uh, but also if it's a very specific model you're after and you can't find it used, then when well, I was trying, really I was trying to make option. up my mind of how I sit on it. So I bought my, my I bought my first bike new. It did mm-hmm. cost more, obviously, with the there's the markup and like the fees and everything attached to it. You know, buying it new. Um, but I gotta say, it was pretty cool getting a bike delivered to me with zero miles on it. That was they, they, they dropped cool. it off to my yeah, house. That is actually like, pretty cool. So it was a really cool feeling, and you know, it was it, it, your first bike zero miles yeah it was it was cool nice um looking back for how much i spent for the bike versus like what i traded it in for you know i mean that that was a loss on for me yeah but again at the same time i got a really i got like the bike i've i've wanted since i saw it yep. and you, <laughs> so, for um, me it worked out very well because i mean i traded my bike in for only 900 bucks less than what i bought it for yeah, so, yeah. like it, it was like i'm like well that yeah, was a good year it. that was a very good year for used bikes because yeah you know, because it was a possible to find them. Yep. Yeah. And I think they sold it for like a few grand more than what I traded in for. I'm just like, yeah. I probably could have gotten that if I decided to go through the hassle of selling you myself, but I, I did I'm, not want to. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I told you too. It's funny too. Is like if you, like, I guess even, whether you sell your bike private party or to you know, trade it in or, or whatever you're doing with mm-hmm. it. It's funny. I've seen both of our old bikes on the road. Oh yeah, you have. Yeah. Huh. And I, I could tell mine because I had I had a blue Honda Rebel with the and I bought a brown seat separate for it. Yeah, like a nice like matte blue with a brown seat. Yeah, and then I saw your your CB your old CB with the because uh, it had that really tall screen and like the the scuff. Yeah, I had the, the scu- a couple of scuff marks on the yeah. uh, luggage so, <laughs> on the the the, the handholds yeah. in the back. Okay, that's funny. Yeah, I know. Right? That's I'm funny just, that you saw yeah. both of those bikes. I wonder what they're up to now. Do you I think know. they're having a nice time? I I mean they're on a motorcycle, so no, they got the be. motorcycles, not the people. Oh, the, oh yeah. Uh, Probably. I, I hope nobody dropped my old bike. It's special. It still holds a special place in my heart. <laughs> you dropped it? No, no. I hope the whoever has it now hasn't dropped it. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. I've never dropped it. Yeah, I didn't ever drop mine either. So I like my current bike. <laughs> the more expensive one that I yeah, did manage right. to drop. So, um, <laughs> and uh, so I, I feel like there was like one other big thing. We were, oh, the one other thing is, um, I'm trying to think if our friend here mentioned it or not, but... You know, new models pretty much come out every year. Yeah, twi- every, they get announced yeah. like every tw- every year or twice a year, depending on the manufacturer and things like that. And uh, that's also another good time to kind of keep an eye out because previous year models start to go, you know, on sale because they're going to try to want to move that out to make room for for the new models. So that's why, like you mentioned, buying it, you know, in the fall or just like fall or winter just time time your your, yeah purchase might be a good time to buy versus like spring when everybody decides to get a motorcycle um and the other thing is uh the size of the dealership also kind of make kind of matters Mm -hmm. certain dealerships are bigger they have better uh they have a bigger revenue stream they can afford to have that much larger inventory right 
uh, versus like a smaller dealership, which may have, you know, limited floor space. They don't have as much money to like purchase the bikes to keep on that floor space and things like that. Yeah. So that's another thing that can kind of affect availability of of different bikes and the parts and stuff from that, or yeah. not parts, but the bikes themselves. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. So that's just like, basically that, that was just what I wanted to say actually. Was, yeah. It was that, you know, and um, I think it was, it'd just be a good, it, this, this episode is a good chance for us to kind of like, you know, we are able to talk to somebody who's worked in the industry, you know, and um, just kind of get like a look at the other side of things. You know, it's like, Oh Yeah. You know, because the the places they are providing a service, and you know, and like, oh yeah, they they fixed my bike. Um, well, they put my tires on because I don't want to do that. <laughs> so I don't want to learn. <laughs> so, I mean, um, yeah, some things, oil change and things like that, I can handle. I can do but now. they've done most of mine. I've done. I did one last year uh, with Emerson. Yeah. Um, you know, so I'll probably just start doing it myself. Um, but like when I was going to say with that extended warranty issue, it was like within the first like two weeks of having the bike used. Oh yeah. Used. Yeah. You know, I was like, Oh crap. Like here we go the again. Issue with that Bluetooth or not the Bluetooth module, but the, mm-hmm. uh, the, uh, ECU. Yeah. 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 Like the, I do remember that. The computer basically went out and so it didn't, it wouldn't go, there was no traction control, no ABS, um, no, no um, the lean sensitive corrections yeah. or what it does, you know? So, Kind of a big issue, especially because it was still a lot of money. Oh, know? yeah. You know, and, yeah. Uh, I bought it, and that's a piece on the bike that should be working toward the value of it, you know? So, yeah. but no, it was it was not a problem at all. It's like, oh, I like, and honestly, I think because it happened so soon, like, I, I think that would just go out and fall under a customer service thing, you know? It probably would have to at least get that looked at and things. It's like, things hey, I just bought which... this, like, and it, it's just it's just out. Yeah. <laughs> but that's also like this, the kind of the risk you take with, you know, used. Yeah, no, it is, and that, that's the thing, thing too. Especially um, if it's used to the point where the warranty is no longer like applicable or expired, or if it just says like as is, mm-hmm. because then at that point it's kind of like yeah, kind of SOL. Um, if something does happen. I will say though, speaking of new bikes, like or buying not a not a new model bike, but um, there is a new bike I really want to get at, at Eurosports. It's that T one twenty Distinguished Gentleman's Edition. Oh yeah, that was a beautiful looking. <laughs> also, uh, Triumph's new like their what's their stealth series. Oh yeah, kind of like those the dark colors. Yeah, kind of like this gradient from like black to color. Yeah, Oof. <laughs> Ugh, just beautiful yeah. looking bikes, and that's one of those. That's one of those things that would like probably like convince me to buy a new bike versus a used one. Is those like little special edition ones? Very dependent on the bike. Would I pay that for a Tiger? Probably not. Yeah, Bonneville. Very tempting because mm-hmm, I don't that have is one. a very pretty bike. <laughs> yeah, the Tiger. I'm. I bought it with the intention of riding it off road, taking it on adventures. It's gonna get scuffed. It's gonna get dinked. It's gonna get yeah. dirty. I don't want that to happen to, like something like a Bonneville because that's too pretty of a bike to right. mess up. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and yeah, now that I, I think, okay. oh, I was gonna say, I, th- I just think on my bottom line for new versus used um, is you know like if you're gonna keep the bike for a long time and you know like then i i'll buy new again for that purpose but like for a first bike having been a a new rider my first bike being brand new with how short i kept it yeah um i you're i think you're very well suited to look at used bikes i think first one i think i yeah i definitely agree but in david's case where he bought a you know he bought a bike from a, a dealer that's brand new to the u.s that's true so 
you know, new models and, you know, everything from there. I, I think he did a good call with that because, you know, sure, yeah. he's having some issues with the, something new to the, to, our, to the States. you can and... also have issues with any brand, mm-hmm. even yeah. Honda. Yeah. So. <laughs> can you but, believe that? <laughs> uh, you know, I, no, I think. No, you can fill them up with vegetable oil and they'll yeah. run for three years <laughs> for their life, for the entire, till the end of the universe. Uh, the one other thing is also, uh, pull up in my notes here that I forgot to mention is that, um, you may not want to buy from a dealership. You might buy from a used party or you may buy used from a dealership mm-hmm. or new. doesn't matter. But dealerships also, uh, depending on where you are, tend to hold certain events throughout the year, like yep. demo rides or just uh, like our local like Eurosport here. They do like a customer appreciation night. Mm-hmm. I think that's kind well, of they like... Have, they, they do rides, I mean, throughout... They do like they host rides. That's the true. Year. They do also host rides, but we've been to a few of their demo days and stuff. Mm-hmm. So if you are... You know, interested in a specific bike, but you're kind of like, well, you know, these, you know, I'm not really shopping for one. I just want to like ride it. Keep an eye out for your at your local dealerships to see if they have any events going on. Yeah, because maybe they have uh, like a demo event of your favorite bike, or maybe they have a demo model Mm -hmm. that uh, you can just take out for a spin because maybe it's something that you consider. Maybe it's a whole different type of bike that you've never ridden before and you wanted to try. So dealerships definitely have a lot of benefits. Uh, when it comes to selling the bike, but also like the support and kind of, you know, helping, yeah. well, helping I mean, kind of like have a certain contact if something yeah. goes wrong. Well, we've met a bunch of people too, just like, oh, through the 100%. dealership. You yeah. Know, it's like, we're like, you know, it's, there is like more of a sense of community through a motorcycle dealership, but that, yeah. that's not going to be every dealership. No, it's not going to be every dealership and it's definitely not going to be like in every location. Yeah. Um, and again, you know, this, this is an outside look, uh, to, we're the outsiders kind of looking in, you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, I, I do think we're pretty fortunate. Um, you know, and this is not an ad or anything by means, but I just think like, like Harrison's treated us well or Eurosports Utah has treated us well. They have treated us well. The only gripe I have not, not with Eurosports Utah. This is just in general. Is that the industry the, or no, not the industry, just the, the area here in Utah mm. is that they're the only triumph dealer and the only like, uh, yeah, they're only a Triumph dealer and the only, like, I don't know if they're the only authorized Triumph mechanic, but... No, they're not. Uh, you can get work done. But, like, they're the biggest one. And so yeah. if you want to get something done uh, done there, you know, you're going to be expecting a long wait time because they're the only yeah. one around. And that's what kind of ties back into the beginning of the topic we were talking about dealership networks and availability yeah. and certain brands being harder to, you know, fit into a dealership or a mechanic than others it's you you run into that like that's the only triumph dealer that's the only place you can kind of go and buy one brand new brand new yeah well we have like i wonder a billion like honda dealers and ktms and things all up and down the front here i wonder if we could pop pop into like some other like dealership if there we would ever find like a new triumph because dealers can do they need a rep i don't even see we didn't even ask that well i think there's a difference (laughs) between like I think it has to be an authorized dealer. So it okay. has to be someone that Triumph authorized they send to a like, rep to and like yes, yeah. this dealer like works on our behalf or is like authorized to sell our bikes and is informed about them and knows the warranty and yeah. kind of like all that stuff versus just like somehow we have this brand new bike that we don't even sell. Like yeah, that's not even so. listed on any brand merchandise or anything like that. Yeah. There. Yeah, it could be. Uh, so. I think it's gonna be one of those cases. Yeah. But I don't think we'll find any new triumphs other anywhere other than the dealer where we bought ours from. Yeah. Um so yeah, that's kind of like 
the final point I wanted to make is that uh, well, it just ties back to what the net, the whole network thing. Yep, exactly. Like, you know what you're going to be, what you can expect to yeah. have to deal with. Search your local so, network or the area yeah. where you live to see where what what dealerships are available and how 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 like the wait times are and things like mm-hmm. that for them. Yeah, but it's um um again like that that shouldn't deter you from buying what you want if you love no. something for you know your reasons like go yeah. for it and at least here in the states motorcycles are not the primary means of transportation for no, most people they're, they're recreational they're here. recreational they're toys they're for fun uh, so buy whatever brings you the most have fun joy. With your toy yeah <laughs> and just know that you know you'll have to maintain it you have to take it into a dealer or a mechanic at one point or another for one thing or another unless you're like yeah. super mechanically inclined or have plenty of time in your hands which i'm too lazy to do that it's like motorcycling is gonna make me a millionaire but that's because i only used to be a billionaire yeah so, <laughs> um i still wish i was a millionaire yes yeah, so, i never was i'm not for, a, for I'm, clarification yeah. i was not i'm, I'm, I'm i just I'm wish not, i was yeah. currently i just know that i so i can buy more bikes yeah it's like i'm not a millionaire by any stretch but like i'm just, like it's i've noticed you know, as I progress through like my own career stuff, you know, um, hopefully that this can become the career, but, um, if you buy us a coffee, I buy me a coffee.com <laughs> slash TDT motorcycles. Um, I was just going to say, it's like, I, you know, I, I've progressed through, you know, as I get older through career wise and everything like yeah. that, it's like, but ever since I got into motorcycling, I have less money. I know it's because <laughs> you always want more stuff for it or mm-hmm. a new bike. Or new gear. New gear, new bike, new random things. Guys, I bought a pair of ADV boots when I already had a a perfectly good pair. Um, To be fair, it was a good deal. Very good deal. But I'm like, but I have so many riding jackets and pants. Same. Yeah. And I keep wanting more because I keep seeing ones. I'm just like, that might be better than what I currently have. So I want to buy it. (laughs) Just all the things like that. And speaking of buying stuff, if you want to support, help support this podcast, we are Revzilla Affiliates. Mm -hmm. So the link is in the description below and in the podcast description. So if you are shopping for motorcycle gear, if you're brand new to riding and want to buy your first set of gear, or if you're just upgrading, feel free to use our affiliate link. We get a little bit of a kickback from every purchase you Mm -hmm. make. It doesn't cost you anything, but it helps us out. So, and keep in mind that uh, Black Friday, Cyber Monday will be coming up shortly. Um, if you if you do want to buy something and to support us, uh, that yeah, that's yeah, just going to help would a ton. Help us out a lot. So yeah. keep that in mind when you're shopping around and use the use our link below. So I think that's a wrap for this episode. Yeah, I think so. I mean, it was like you know we don't have like anything to really drive home anymore. Just uh, you know, nope. Just share, just share just with you our, our opinions. and <laughs> Just the fact that Mitch is going to hate the next four months because he was not going to be able to ride. Yeah, I'll probably be a little grumpy. Yeah, he's going to have to deal with my... Should I go back into like to watch our old episodes to see if my how my mood is like during yeah. those months <laughs> on the show? He's gonna have to put up with my happy ass winter attitude for some reason. <laughs> um, but yeah, guys, please, please be sure to follow us again. This is yeah, this is pretty much the one year. So pretty much, and it's been amazing. We, uh, we have some some big not I mean kind of bigger plans. We got some plans. We, we got, got some things. we got some uh, fun episodes planned in the future that we want to yeah. we want to try try and do hopefully in the next few months here. So yep. uh tell your friends, follow and subscribe and let us the, cook all the other stuff. <laughs> yeah, we'll yeah, and we'll catch you in the next episode. Yep. Also it was really nice not being by myself again. <laughs> <laughs> Bye okay. guys. Bye guys.